This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Machine Learning. I'm talking to a book today about a book called Crossing the Chasm. It's a, um, it's a really great book uh, uh, for understanding kind of the technology related to or the strategies related to introducing a, a new technology um, the author states that they're a high-tech marketing illusion is believing that new technology introduced immediately to the masses uh, will be immediately accepted Enthusiasts of the market illusion argue, if Bill Gates can market Windows to the masses, why can't I market my technology to the mass market? At origin, all high-tech markets have a gap between the mainstream market called the chasm. So what the the book then explains is um, how to cross the chasm into the mass market and then uh, receive acceptance, increased revenue, increased customers, and eventually um, closing the gap that exists. The chasm problem can't be solved by voluntary assistance. All resources required to cross the chasm must be requested. In a closed market, a central authority controls all standards and rules. This works fine for closed markets. However, the mass market is composed of numerous interest groups and each group is distinguished by its own psychology and demographics. This means each group will have its own market response. So when you look at market analysis, market analysis attempts to predict what the market response will be. And in order to do that, you have to understand the psychology and demographics of the group that you're targeting. The key to crossing the chasm means understanding each group niche and its relationship to its neighboring niches, making a total commitment to a niche and means don't take on more than one or two niches at a time. Reverse the trend in a niche decision from high risk and low data to high data and low risk. And so that's the key uh, to understanding how to bridge the chasm is to increase the data on these niches and reduce your risk so that you're you're getting a more predictable uh, response. Focus resources to become dominant in the niche. Big fish in the small pole or in other words, the big fish in a small pond. Characterize the target. Create something that feels like real people. Record down your customer scenarios. Store thumbnail. 
information about each customer and determine how the product will be brought to use by the customer. Accepting this reality means building a whole application that solves 100% of the business problems of the group. This becomes the high-tech lore. Target the right customer, number one. Two, derive the compelling buying reason, number two. Three, build the whole product. Four, form partners and allies. Five, create a distribution channel. Six, find the right pricing. Seven, distinguish from the competition or create competition. Eight, position in the niche and work to create mass marketing merge. Nine, determine the next target customer. The high-tech innovator must become enlightened. As you cross the chasm, you will not be a market leader, but by the time you reach the other side, there will be a strong following. The high-tech sector must realize that markets do not unfold in a smooth, continuous pattern. manner. There are parallels in the chasm, and gaining niche loyalty is the key to gaining mass market loyalty. And customer loyalty is so important to survival in business. You have a customer who's loyal to you because you provide high quality services, you bring the best technologies available to their business, you deliver value at a reasonable price, and they reward you through loyalty that loyalty is worth more than gold. The pragmatism is critical to gaining customers because of a large support base. Once the pragmatist is won over, he remains very loyal to the application. It is impossible to win mass market acceptance without gaining pragmatist loyalty. Visionaries give high quality high-tech companies their first breaks. The winning strategy is for the entrepreneur to define the product deliverables. The visionaries can give the high-tech company a burst of revenue and exceptional visibility, and without the boost, the high-tech products can't make it to market. The vision is in a hurry. The visionaries are in a hurry to build the future and perceive limited windows of opportunity. Because the opportunity windows are small, large sums of money are generated to complete the project on time. The entrepreneur must create phases of visionaries of the visionaries projects. The high-tech company must seed the entrepreneur community with their idea and product overview and hope that a visionary will share its vision. The process is to create an imaginative dream and a high-tech company is offering a credible way for the visionary to realize their dream. The core of the dream is a business goal and it involves a quantum leap forward in the way business gets done and it also involves a high degree of recognition and reward. The dream is looking for a fundamental breakthrough. Those fundamental breakthroughs require extreme amounts of work. As an entrepreneur, you have to take your time and carefully think through all of the possible aspects to building that vision. Carefully think about the technology, the risk, mitigate those risks, 
learn the skills that are required to build the technology and then implement the technology in a flawless manner or execution. And that requires careful thought. So it's not just about speed, but it's also um, about the depth of knowledge that you possess at the time you attempt to build the visionary dream. And I know several entrepreneurs and they are top-notch programmers. They are some of the best programmers I've ever met. Very intelligent, we have good conversations, we don't argue with each other, uh, and the sharing of ideas have pros and cons, but it, they never criticize or tear you down because of your thoughts. They just uh, talk about the feasibility of trying to tackle something that would be a large project or something that might uh, be at a level that could bring value to a customer in a new market. And that's exciting. The market is flush with enthusiasm and vision. The high-tech company must attempt to distinguish themselves from their competitors. And once the mainstream merges with the market niche, wealth and growth occur. The early majority wants evolution and not revolutionary product features. So that what that means is they're not really looking for big jumps in the way of how things are done. They're looking for an incremental improvement that will give them <clears throat> some degree of marginal increase that will lead to higher profits. The early majority is concerned about disrupting their organization. A very pragmatic attitude compels the early majority to seek resource references reassuring them on the technology investment. And so in business, the way they get that reassurance is they ask for volume. So they want to know what number of volume customers that the new technology has, what the adoption rate is, how many uh, people are, are discovering or companies are discovering that these products are uh, high value at a good price and are buying. So that that's their... That's their reassurance for risk is um, volume. It is a tough to break into a new industry when selling to a pragmatist. Pragmatists deeply value the experience of the colleagues and funds are in the hands of prudent individual souls. Pragmatists seek a percentage improvement, incremental measurable and predictable to them Risk presents a chance to waste money. So that's the pragmatist's uh, view of things is they're, they're looking for percent improvement, which uh, is um, noteworthy. And they're looking for incremental, measurable, and predictable results. How do you do that? Well... Just as we said, the way you do that is increase the data. So you have more data that supports the new technology and it's measurable and predictable, then that overcomes the pragmatist concerns. <clears throat> the natural, prudent, <clears throat> and budget restrictions keep them cautious. Pragmatists focus on standardization, increased sales, lower cost, and once they're one, they are loyal.
The customer can't reference each other when they are in different markets. Customer reference is a chain reaction affected usually by mouth word of mouth. The market purpose must be to develop and shape something that is real and has a set of potential customers and a set of product and services allows the customers to reference each other when making buying decisions. Well, in summary, if we were to go back and and look at uh, the key points here, I think the key point is is this creative process. Um, that uh, you, you know, you're you're looking for people with vision. They want to change the world, make a better world a better place, and they have a a new way to do that, a new approach, um, and so they will attract individuals with money and they realize that because there's such a short window of time that they have to put a lot of money so they pull large resources large development teams together and they're in a hurry to build the startup technology that can offer uh, value in that particular niche at the same time, you have the pragmatist. You need to have the pragmatist acceptance of the product and their loyalty. And so the way that those things are overcome is that you have to offer something that they need that's valuable, measurable, and has some degree of predictability or incremental improvement. And once those uh, demands are met, then they remain very loyal to you. But in the end, it's getting the right idea. You have to have the right idea, and that right idea is generated by imagination. And as we talked about marketing imagination, that is the vision uh, to see a better world and how to accomplish that dream or vision is funded by money in a short period of time by individuals who are extremely competent in the technologies in which they use to build that that vision. And so um, once that the innovation is accepted by the pragmatist, uh, then it crosses that chasm and you have now uh, mass market acceptance. And once you get past the 10% acceptance in the mass market, you hit the point of inflection and you move towards maturity and uh, you, that's how companies gr- went from uh, garage companies to billion dollar companies. You look at HP, he started in his garage. Uh, same with the Apple, they started in his garage and he moved into corporate corporations and then uh, Apple now has a huge campus. Microsoft has a huge campus. Amazon has a huge campus. But all these ideas started off very small. There was a window of opportunity. They had funding. And they grew the, the, right, the concept or the vision into a large multinational company. So they went from specific niche, focused niche, into large, mature utility companies.